0: hey what's up ecosystem welcome back again to ati auto business wednesday noon central time that means it's time for a live carrier advice with your dot guy brian Riker. i'm jay your host do me a favor you know you can leave a like you can share this you can copy the link save it for later get the podcast do those things jump in the live chat say hello ask a question there's david let's see what brian's up to brian What's happening today?
1: Well, I'm just a little hangry because the Pennsylvania Turnpike doesn't give a crap about truck drivers, Ooh. and they have the. Uh, so anyone heading west on the PA Turnpike, don't bother getting off at the uh, last service plaza before Ohio, New Stanton, because all three restaurants are closed. Um. So that don't is not getting cool off here.
0: You not know, cool at all? Not cool. And because you, you said now, you were just telling me as we we're getting ready. There were people. There. It's not like the whole thing's closed. Yes,
1: <laughs> the managers are sitting there playing on their laptops in the dining area as they're wrapping plastic. As workers are wrapping plastic over the, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me, over the fry machine and everything else, and all the signs are down and off and. They're just short-staffed, and I don't know how long they're going to be closed and what they're doing, but they're covering everything with plastic, and they, they've pretty much stripped the entire Quiznos out of the building here. Uh, so you have a Starbucks that is out of almost every food option, and you have the Seven-Eleven convenience store, so lunch was a package of beef jerky today. Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. I know how I get when I'm hungry, so that's not good. Um yes, but you know, so there,
1: we're likely to get a good rant out of
0: me today. But yeah, well, there's that guy. that, But the guy that heats up the patties, I mean, he is... Okay. <laughs> um, so, all right, so we've got some... Here, let's do this. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. And again, you can jump in the live chat if you've got a question, if you want to sound off on something, um, share You know, your experience of the Great Resignation, as it were. This is Live Carrier Advice. Wednesdays at noon. We're we're doing it pretty much every other Wednesday, uh, at this point, because you know to to right to beat the dead horse every Wednesday just gets to be a little too much. But we got this in. I think Fritz sent this in. Uh, this would be today's how we doing? Can you see this one,
1: Brian? Oh yeah. Oh, that could be the flip of a week if he goes into a corner too quickly.
0: Hmm. So. Um, um. How do you think we got here, and what could happen?
1: Well, we got there because somebody doesn't understand basic physics and center of gravity. Uh, that particular trailer design is difficult to load one at a time on because there's really nowhere good to put that pickup truck that's up top. This is a uh, a Mini 5, like a Texas Pride or a Kaufman, something like that. that pickup's not going to fit on the lower deck where it should be for weight distribution when there's nothing else on the trailer and if you put it on the top deck back and leave the deck down you're on an extreme downward angle hanging behind the axle so you make your drive axle light there really is not a good place to load that uh, probably 2500 pickup truck uh, on that trailer without a full load of vehicles on it for proper weight distribution so He's doing the best he can with the equipment he has, but man, that scares the crap out of me when I see that because we see way too many of these on their side.
0: Really interesting. And so, for my money, the reason why I like to talk about this is I'm talking to you, the shipper, that this, don't think that, oh, move it for 100 bucks all day. There's a lot more at stake here than just the 100 bucks that you move it all day with.
1: Well, absolutely, because here we have a carrier that may or may not be experienced. He may understand exactly what he's doing and go into the corner slow and cautious. You still could have a problem in traffic that is going to cause a rapid maneuver that could result in an accident. But for the shipper and or the broker, there's this concept called negligent hiring. If you don't do your due diligence, that's why companies like Carrier Ashore and other background checks exist. That's why you check a safer score. That's why we as carriers fight so hard to keep our safer score clean because ultimately when you hire that independent motor carrier to move your freight either directly or through a broker, you absorb a certain bit of liability for what this person does. And that's why lowest bid is not always your best option. So think about that next time you're hiring someone to move your freight, Mr. Dealer, is you're still responsible because my other area I work in is towing. And I'll tell you right now, when there's an accident and the vehicle owner doesn't have enough insurance, we come after successfully under liability the broker and or the shipper, because whoever owns that cargo in most states is ultimately responsible for the cost of removing it from the highway and remediating the scene where their cargo created damage. Not to mention now you're out of vehicle, which are still a little scarce to get. You get just gotta be careful in who you're hiring.
0: But you know, Brian. Oh this this right, this this risk stuff. <laughs> Gosh, risk is boring. Well, oh, I'd rather talk about it. But, but right when you when you when you're that new broker, you are not even close to thinking about this stuff.
1: Well, risk is boring. But how about this? <laughs> Warner Enterprises just voluntarily settled out of court and paid a hundred and fifty million dollars. That's one five zero with six more zeros at the end of it 150 million dollars for an accident that their driver was not at fault for they were found to have no liability for their driver uh who came upon a vehicle that was abandoned in a travel lane with two young children in it while the adults had walked away down the side shoulder of the roadway and the driver hit the vehicle Legally, they found no liability for the driver or the carrier. No citations were issued. No wrongdoing. The people who abandoned the vehicle in the live travel lane were found at fault for what happened. But in the civil lawsuit, Werner just paid $150 million just to shut it up and make it go away because they didn't want another $950 million verdict like what happened with the vehicle that came across the median on I-10 in the ice and hit a truck head on that the truck was doing absolutely nothing wrong. But the jury awarded $950 million because it was icy and the professional truck driver knew that there could have been a wreck so he should have stayed parked. Same concept, smaller numbers. You have to be very aware of what you're doing today. Wow.
0: Talk about a downer Wednesday. Uh-huh. That was, man, that's intense, dude. Um, So, good news. Got my truck ready to go. Got it on Facebook. Tell me where to start. You know, I love that one. That one, between that one and... uh. My ETA is my ETA. I think those are my two favorite go-tos right now. I know I, t- I said to Ty, I feel bad because I know like somebody thinks I'm bagging on truckers. Um, really, I-, I think there's plenty of bags to go around. It's just that one of those bags falls on where'd you get that idea? But we'll keep going. Um, what's happening? Brake safety. Speaking of boring. <laughs> What is Brake Safety Week, right? Because you know this is a snoozer until you end up in one of these dark blue areas.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, Brake Safety Week is another targeted enforcement campaign by the Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance and their state enforcement partners. And it's important because the number one out-of-service violation on vehicles is a brake defect. So one in five trucks on the highway so you look around uh, if it's not your truck one of the four around you has defective brakes enough to be out of service which means 20 percent of your brakes so on a five axle truck one entire axle has no working brakes on it so brake safety week is very important because it's something that motor carriers can't seem to get right with maintaining functioning brakes on their trucks so what this means for you the driver you the small business carrier is obviously you need to inspect your brakes daily you need to keep up on your maintenance but going into brake safety week it is really important to go through your brakes make sure your pads are good your rotors or drums are good Make sure your emergency brake works, make sure your breakaway device works if you have electric or electric over hydraulic on your trailer, Um, make sure your air brakes are properly adjusted, make sure that everything is clean and neat and you don't have any audible air leaks or chafed air hoses or rubbing electric lines. It just is a good time to remind you to do what you should be doing anyhow and that's make sure your brakes are fully functional before you head out on the road.
0: Wow, that's crazy. What would you say? One in four, one in five brakes are bad? One
1: in five. So uh, uh, almost, almost 20% of all trucks that get inspected, they discover a brake defect when they're doing mechanical inspections. So it's almost one in five vehicles have a serious brake defect on them.
0: Not only do you make me want to get into trucking and brokering, but just being on the road in general sounds like a great time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're on the road constantly. How do you not <laughs> do you put away what your knowledge and just
1: how do you no, do it i i I use my knowledge so that I can drive defensively around everybody. I just presume right. everyone <laughs> around me is about ready to crash oh my and god I have to have that's a how way I drive. Out and be ready to react,
0: yeah right. <laughs> Everybody's ready to crash. That is pretty much how I drive. Uh, What else we got here? There was this landline. You know, landline. uh, Hats off to OIDA and landline. I mean, they they end up on my radar a lot as far as stories, articles, news. You know, stuff to uh, look into. And so this article. I think it's in the latest one. Eat the elephant one bite at a time. Regulatory Roadmap, G.O.T. Truckers Act. Uh, just some high. I'm just hitting some highlights here. Uh, UCR Stockpiling Funds. That's good time. AB5. Oh, so much fun. Economy, fuel prices, freight availability. Uh-huh. So many good things here. Um, we have already covered speed limiters. Which, by the way, I was on vacation and I was thinking about our show. I was right. I'm on a slight incline, and there's two trucks next to each other. It's, um, we're on I-80. You can't do anything. I feel bad for the guys. I know that they don't like it either. And we mm-hmm. were literally, I don't know, we were trapped at, it might have been 60, 65. Oh, man, speed um, limiters.
1: It's only going to get Just, worse. If yeah. Speed limiters. Well,
0: we we never, no no laws ever go in the right direction, it seems. Other than, well, anyways give it to myself self-insurance i saw this so what is this what's self-insurance you know what's going on here
1: yeah self-insurance is an interesting concept that uh the little person really can't do because it involves having a large reserve of cash and then you still have to buy a excess insurance bond to guarantee that you're going to perform uh but self-insurance uh has been spreading among the large motor carriers and it's great there there's been talk of rich risk retention groups to quote self-insure smaller motor carriers a, a, as a pool um but there's been an attack against self-insurance as well because nobody's allowed to do things on their own so everyone thinks that we need some big corporation involved in our life because they're the only ones that are going to do good yeah no
0: no more yeah
1: yeah uh with with, with the with the way commercial auto is i just wrote an article about commercial auto in uh american toman magazine and uh the, the way commercial auto is they've been losing money for years so for every dollar that they collect in premium your average truck insurance company, commercial auto, they pay out about a dollar four in claims. So the, that's why your premiums are going up, even when you have no accidents or incidents. Uh, um, that's why companies like Progressive have completely exited the towing insurance market in the state of California. That's why companies like Progressive are reconsidering auto transport and general freight in certain states um, because it's a losing proposition, which is causing more and more companies to just put a couple million dollars in the bank and insure themselves. Wow. Typical. Yeah, no, we can't do
0: anything for ourselves, which I don't like that because I don't want to sound like crotchety daytime radio (laughs) okay I don't I have my own version of crotchety going so uh, but I do the more I see these dumb laws where no one's allowed to think for themselves it's okay let's move on um do you know why this is automatic emergency
1: braking systems You know
0: what's going on here?
1: The National Transportation Safety Board has been pushing for this for years, and uh, they want to make automatic emergency braking standard on all vehicles, from passenger cars to large commercial trucks. They're getting more and more reliable, but they're still not perfect. Remember, the Walmart truck that crashed into uh, comedian Tracy Morgan and killed his uh, buddy that was with him. I think it was Tracy Morgan, the one on the Jersey Turnpike a couple years ago, had all that forward looking radar, automatic emergency braking systems and all that. And it still failed to detect the stop limousine before it hit it. Uh, automatic emergency brakes there. I like the concept. Except when they don't work, when they pick up the overpass and slam your brakes on, when they don't realize Ooh. the road is slippery and they slam your brakes on. Uh, for a automatic emergency braking to work, you're, you're relying again on your foundation brake system to be perfect meaning your brakes are perfectly adjusted, they're all functioning, your ABS is functioning properly. Otherwise, the automatic emergency braking system is going to cause a jackknife or a loss of control because it's going to just apply the brakes full force, presuming that everything else is in order, and it may not be. Um, But there's a push to make these mandatory on all commercial vehicles, and then they'll become part of your – standard roadside inspection, and just like you get a ticket for your ABS light, you'll get a ticket for your automatic emergency braking system not working. We're not there yet, but there's a push for it.
0: So vote yes,
1: because we can't trust you. Mm-hmm. It, it's just another step in perfecting the automated vehicle technology oh, to replace us.
0: That is rich. Um, ELD mandate revision? Don't get me started. That It can't possibly... Be what it sounds like.
1: I'm not exactly sure what they're talking about on that one, yeah. but uh, the, the, don't there, get your hopes a push up. To well, there's been a push to add ELDs in places where they're not currently required, such as folks that use time cards for short haul exception. These so-called safety groups want to take away the short haul rules, where you don't have to have a logbook and have every second and every move you make documented. And, and they're still trying to also come up with a retrofit way to force ELDs onto pre-model year 2000 vehicles, and, and I, I hope that doesn't come through either, but they're, they're, they're looking at a couple of changes that probably are not going to see light of day right now, so not too worried about it.
0: Moved elbow. Eyeballs have switched. Okay. Right? Is that where we're going?
1: Yeah. Well, that's actually a a suggestion from (laughs) the the, uh, agency is, but it's in Australia, is they want fatigue monitoring on the drivers to watch for head knob, eyeballs, uh, distractions, and your work hours. They call it a work diary down there. Your, your work hours will vary depending upon your level of alertness. You, if the computer doesn't think you're alert, it wants to be able to shut you down even if you just started your day an hour ago. So uh, I hope that technology doesn't come to North America, but that's something that they're toying with in Australia right now, and, and, and that's kind of scary.
0: Wow. Keep us posted on that. That sounds kind of nuts. Australia uh, has
1: sixty mile an hour speed limiters oh too, uh, throughout the whole country.
0: Okay, great. So that's where we're headed. Wonderful. Um, broker responsibility. We know. You know. I'm surprised the word dispatcher is not in here. Is it in here? Uh, <laughs> where are we? Do we? Are we anywhere?
1: We're we're nowhere yet. Yeah. FMCSA is mandated by Congress to publish something by November of this year on uh brokers and other transportation intermediaries so we will get something <coughs> excuse me we will get something out of the advanced notice of proposed rulemaking that took all the comments uh earlier this year what we will get i have no idea the broker did the broker the fmcsa did tell congress that even if we redefine brokers We don't feel we have the authority to enforce the broker rules, because right now there's penalties in place for a broker without a license and all of that, but FMCSA has chosen not to enforce any of that because they don't believe that it's a safety regulation and their congressional mandate has limited their scope when they changed from Office of Motor Carrier to Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration to safety only campaigns. the, the FMCSA went back to Congress and said, well, well, we'll write a new definition, we'll write some new rules, but you have to either give us the authority to enforce it or move these to a different agency that has that type of authority. So this broker situation is not going to be as simple to resolve as everybody would like. It's not going to be just as simple as defining a dispatch service, defining double brokering, setting some limits on them, because then we have to figure out, who the heck has the authority to actually enforce those type of regulations? Because they are not directly safety related, which means motor carrier safety can't. So then we have to get someone that can enforce different type of contract and the uniform uh, commercial code, UCC, so basic commerce regulations. Uh, That's where we're at with that.
0: You know, to me, I'm gonna say something crazy, as if that's new is it seems like, you know, making changes to the brokering law is kind of like, it's like trying to make changes to the NRA. I mean, this is an established machine. And not to mention, it's not even a safety issue. So it's like,
1: Yeah. Now, there are some groups that will argue it is a safety issue because if truckers are fighting for their money, they're distracted. If they're fighting for their money, they might be putting off maintenance. If they're not paid top dollar on the load, they might be cutting corners. I don't buy that. That's a bunch of bunk. But uh, uh, if you're fighting for your money, then pick a different company to, to broker with or cut brokers out altogether. We don't need brokers to exist, contrary to popular belief. We ran a successful auto transport company for just shy of 20 years using less than 1% brokered freight. So we had 99% direct customers. It it can be done, it just means you have to do a lot of hard work.
0: I had a guy on, uh, give me, and Devin, we're gonna get to your, uh, we're gonna talk about e-logs here in a second, and then we're gonna go soon. Um, Had a YouTube comment, guy said, yeah, we need to something about yeah. We we need to get more money. We need to raise the rates. They are not paying us enough, and it really it, it just it's it's primordial in its nature of okay. Well, then where'd you get the idea of getting in a trucking?
1: Well, if you want to raise the rates, raise your rates. Yeah, you're gonna have a hard time finding work that pays the rate That's you awful, want, Jay. but no nobody is holding a gun to your head saying you must take that rate that that broker is paying
0: well and and the thing is and here's the thing and i know that it's awful again I, i buzzed myself there you know throughout i mean all of society there are folks that don't get paid enough we don't like the rates and this is where you know people say well then quit your job or whatever i know it's not that easy um, no. but it goes back to, well, where did you get the idea of maybe you should change careers then or yeah, maybe. go get your own business. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to. there, yeah,
1: there, there's a whole diff- there's a whole bunch of stuff here and I'm not putting anybody down. I understand we get ourselves in some tight spots and oh, yeah. some people broker and load board is all they know. Yeah. And then are there brokers that take advantage of motor carriers? Yes. Absolutely. Every oh, my day.
0: gosh. Every, and and that's the thing, too, is then when I bag on them, oh, man, do I get pushed back.
1: And the, I can't the, the say bro- any
0: names because, you know, I don't want to end up mm-hmm. in a
1: situation. The, I, I'm not going to call any of them out by name. But the, the the there are some brokers with some really horrible contracts that they make you sign to haul their freight that... Uh, mm cross-collateralizes different loads, limits your ability to work for other people. Bottom line, read what you're signing before anything. And remember, what the broker is getting paid is absolutely irrelevant as long as you're getting enough to meet your number and your profit goal. Because brokerages, and I'm not defending them, but they do a lot more than just hook up a shipper with a trucker. That's They're right. They're Baby offering sitters. all sorts of other back-end management. management stuff. They have risk. Payment. When you want quick pay, oh
0: they're God. waiting
1: 45 days to get paid. They're paying Minimum. you in 10 or in, in an hour 90, or two, whatever 120. you want. Yeah. I, Exactly. Oh. So there's a lot to it. It's not as cut and dry as the broker got $1,000 on this load. I should get 950 of it to haul it. Correct. It's not really that simple. It, it really isn't. That's a whole... That's a whole nother season of shows. (laughs) So let's get to Devin's question before we forget about it.
0: Devin's got, okay, needs clarification on paper logs and 300 mile radius, short run exemptions.
1: All right, well, first of all, the short haul is 150 air miles. So if you stay within 150 air miles of your normal work reporting location, you leave from and return to the same place every day, and you do so within 14 hours of when you first start, then all you need is true and accurate time record at your office. So a time card or even a piece of paper that you write your start and stop time on. The, the key is leave from and return to the exact same place every day no more than 14 hours and no more than 150 air miles from that point anything outside of that requires a log book now if you only occasionally go outside the 150 air mile radius you can use up to eight days on paper to do a paper log Now remember, if you're going outside the 150 air mile radius and coming back, that's one day. But if you're going out laying over somewhere or even laying over within the 150 air mile radius, then can you still hear me just making sure? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, so if you lay over, stay out or return somewhere different, then you have to paper log it. And you have to paper log it till you get back and taken your break. And have left from and returned to the same place again so you use two of your eight days if you go out and stay overnight somewhere and come back at least two of them so really it, that's the only exception to an eld is either you don't need to do a log book at all because you stay within the 150 air mile radius 14 hour day or you only need to do a log book eight or less times in any 30 day period Did I get that clear enough that you can understand it, Jay? Thank you, Brian. Yeah,
0: absolutely. appreciate that.
1: I don't know where the 300-mile came from unless you're dealing with agriculture. If you're you're dealing with ag rules, they're completely different, and I am not an agricultural specialist, but ag rules have this 150-mile radius from pickup and 150-mile radius from uh origin that hours of service pretty much don't count so uh, if you're hauling some pigs or cows or bees or anything that falls under agriculture you have a completely different set of hours of service but i don't have them committed to memory because i have zero agricultural customers
0: Uh, a few minutes left here 2022 indiana toe show brian take it away
1: yes for those of you that might want to meet me in person, why you would want to do that, I have no idea. I am going, <coughs> I promise I'll cough all over you, but I'm not contagious. I just have a very bad upper respiratory infection. I am going to be out at Fair Oaks Farm in Fair Oaks, Indiana, exit 220 off of uh, Interstate 65 in Indiana uh, this Friday and Saturday for the indiana tow show sponsored by the indiana tower towing and wrecker association there is some limited room there for truck parking they have a little service center a uh, little uh, gas station and restaurant uh As far as I know, there's no fee to attend the tow show. I'm going to be outside in the parking lot most of the day doing demonstrations with a Jordan 60 ton rotator. But I am also presenting uh, two back to back seminars Saturday morning. I forget what topic A is, but topic B is marijuana and the truck driver. So I'm going to talk more about what we've talked about previously on this show, how Uh, CBD products can really screw you up even when they claim zero THC and for you non-CDL drivers how that still doesn't give you a free pass to use marijuana legal or not in your state and so i'll be at the uh, indiana toe show this weekend this friday and saturday speaking uh and educating and meeting and greeting people if you want to come on out and see me
0: awesome hey while we're here let's do uh
1: podcast yep i'm way behind on getting new episodes up i sent one to a producer two weeks ago to uh to upload it and it's not up yet it reminds me i gotta give him a call and as you can see i haven't changed your logo in the scroll at the bottom yet hey. either um I like but to see on it. the road on the road with your dot guy is me rambling occasionally interviewing somebody that's a specialist uh, on basic trucking and trucking compliance related topics uh available wherever you download your podcast Google Spotify Stitcher iHeartMedia Pandora and I would appreciate it if you would download and listen like five star rate and share that way I can grow an audience and if the numbers get high enough my uh, sponsor Servicase Servicase.com in case you ever broke down you need to find a uh, towing or roadside repair service no charge to you as the owner operator they make their money off of the towing company but uh so i can get my sponsor Servicase to pick up season number two otherwise it's going to be just one short season um hopefully i'll have some new episodes up soon i didn't record anything for the last week and a half because of this cough and uh That's that, you can find me there at yourdotguy.com because I know you can't write while you're driving. And just uh, Google yourdotguy.com and there's a link right there to listen to or subscribe to the podcast. And there should be a link on there for Solutions.net, which is my safety and compliance consulting firm.
0: Awesome, and there we have it. Ladies and gentlemen, another live carrier advice in the can. I think that deserves a round of applause. Thank you so much, Brian, for all that you do. Really do appreciate it. Um, I hope you get something to eat. Mm -hmm. I hope that uh, you feel better throughout the day. I know you're going to have an interesting weekend, and we'll see you. Let's see. Okay, so I've got another interesting month in that. Okay, so we could do... We could do a show next week if you want to because no show the 17th and no show the 24th.
1: All right. I should have no problem being available next week if you want to squeeze another one in. Then we'll have two weeks in a row off. Otherwise, we miss most of the month.
0: Yeah, I know. So uh, we'll try to do that. I think that should work. So good news, everybody. We'll be be back (laughs) next week
1: same bat time
0: same bat channel there you go all right brian have a great day we'll talk to you next week thanks buddy thank you everybody don't
1: forget you can send me questions on air at your dot
0: on air at your dot if you missed the live show thanks everybody stay safe and we'll see you soon peace out thank you see you okay bye